Welcome to Ukulele Go. This week, we've got something a little bit different. It's the first time I've ever had a guest on the podcast. So please welcome everyone, Alex Beds. Hello. Thank you for listening. Can you tell people a little bit about your background with the ukulele? Uh, sure. Uh, I am currently the manager of the Southern Ukulele Store, uh, which is one of the longest running um, and I, I think fair to say probably one of the largest ukulele shops in Europe. Yeah, I've been here now for 10 years and my experience of the ukulele started on day one uh, when I walked through the door of the shop and I've just grown to love it. I've grown to loathe it. I've grown to love it and loathe it and love it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I sit somewhere really nicely in the middle now where I can acknowledge what works with the ukulele in my opinion and what doesn't and I think that just makes me like it more. So did you play ukulele when you actually joined Southern Ukulele Store? No, about 10 years ago when I started we were primarily an electric guitar shop. We had two shops uh, opposite each other and the former manager Paul and I used to be in the kind of rock and roll shop which sold kind of Fender electric guitars and kind of the the cool big amps and and things like that and that's that's probably realistically where I come from I had always played I'd always played folk instruments and I'd always had a keen interest in things like the mandolin and it wasn't such a large transition for me oh very good very good I actually bought my um, my Ohana from Southern Ukulele store oh well thank you very much <laughs> no problem at all <laughs> it's a it's a good shop i i'm not here really to plug the shop or anything i i like talking about ukuleles and ukulele accessories and bits and pieces like that and i was i've, I've checked up on your website a few times and when you invited me on I thought, oh, fantastic well let's let's talk ukes great so one of the main reasons i wanted you to come on is i've read quite a few of your posts i think you've done more than one now on strings and i am to be quite frank the worst person in the world to talk about strings you're going to hate me, but I almost never change my strings. No, that's fine. And that's probably why there's not a great deal of information out there and why people tend to listen to the first person with an opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can't really go wrong. I mean, as long as you as long as you get the gauges right, uh, you know, it's all trial and error and experimentation. And your Ohana came with Aquilas. But that's not to say that it wouldn't sound better with Cliff Lurricarbon strings on or Black Nylon or you know this it's what's why wouldn't you experiment yeah so i think one of the things with me is i actually don't believe that my ears are almost good enough to determine the difference in some cases oh but, the, but isn't that a fun exercise record yourself play uh your ohana with those factory strings on those aquila strings on change the strings then two weeks later play the same thing and then compare it some people that you know that's that's what the fun of the ukulele is i love this about the ukulele the guitar doesn't have this you know with guitar it's kind of if you play steel string guitar it's like right well you get bronze fossil bronze or 80 20 bronze with the ukulele you can you can kind of go and buy fishing line from your fishing shop or you could buy these kind of really expensive um like monofilament or fluorocarbon strings it's, it's, it's great and they all make an individual player sound individual obviously aquila have, have kind of got a lot of the market covered yeah they, they were very clever um you know 10 years ago i can i can remember instruments not having aquila strings on a standard and now if the instrument's under let's say 350 pound you've probably got a 90 percent chance that it's going to come with aquila strings 
Yeah, that that's kind of falls right into my bracket because I actually don't own a ukulele that costs more than that. So, no, fair enough. Not you know, not a lot of people do, and it's you can get fantastic ukuleles for kind of a fraction of the price that you might expect. You know, there's a great brand called Snail at the moment. I would say this year our best-selling ukulele is uh, by a brand called Snail. It's their their kind of all solid wood uke. uke. That's 250 quid, and it's it's great. Um, it holds its own with instruments, you know, two, even maybe three times the price sometimes. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about snail ukuleles actually a number of times. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. I can't I can't say enough good about them really. It's I I I have in my job I have to sell quite a lot of instruments to people having never met them or them come and play instruments. And it's so nice with the snail because if we start talking about that, I think my enthusiasm for it comes through. You know, I know that there's a very good chance that they're going to fall in love with that instrument. More obscure instruments, you don't necessarily get that. Yeah, that's 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 really good, actually. I have done a bit of reading, but despite the fact that I almost never change my strings, I've done quite a bit of reading about this. And I think one of the things that really interested me, and you mentioned this already, is people putting fishing line on their ukuleles as strings. And that... Yeah. that properly interested me that well fluorocarbon is just fishing line you know i think it's seager is the brand and it's um there's a few people over the years that i've met that have kind of really endorsed that uh well everyone know uh, james hill the uh, very famous uke player sure uh, yeah Canadian player he uses a lot of fishing line and um yeah i mean he, he literally just breaks so many strings it made sense for him to go to a fishing shop and spend <laughs> 60 dollars on a line of fluorocarbon and i get that fishing line has its place very very tough it's very resistant it's a single piece i think fluorocarbon is great because if you get an all solid wood instrument uh, and you put fluorocarbon strings on it i think personally that you hear the actual tone of the wood and you know whether it's brown fluorocarbon clear fluorocarbon black fluorocarbon you know you can call it whatever you want it can be any color you want but it has uh, a kind of real harmonious relationship with the ukulele and i i don't think the nylon or nile gut which is the aquila have quite the same transparency i think they you know personally i from experience i think they they color the sound of an instrument a little bit uh, which is a good and a bad thing if you've got a really crap instrument you know <laughs> and you put a set of aquilas on it it's going to improve it which is yeah. probably how they ended up cornering the market because you know for every brand like carla out there there's a factory putting their name on 150 different instruments that are identical and they need something to get the best out of it. Um, you know, Aquila has its place for that equally, you know, pe people believe in that brand. I think they're great, but, um, for me, uh, fluorocarbon is the, uh, is the real indicator of whether you've got a quality instrument as controversial as that might seem. <laughs> so when it comes to different materials that, that make strings, so you have fluorocarbon, you have, Obviously, I've nil got, or however you actually say that, I never quite know. Um, yeah. There's not many others, is there? Fluorocarbon is, if you imagine, because it's fishing line, fluorocarbon, if you bent a piece of fluorocarbon like tight, you would get a dent in the string, but yeah. it would remain rigid. Whereas nylon is a little bit stretchy, you know, hence, you know, like, like nylon tights, it's that kind of thing. Um, yeah. You couldn't see me there, but I pulled up an imaginary pair of tights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, nylon is, uh, is like um, it's a stretchy material. So if you've got, you know, if you've got an application for that string that's slightly different to just GCEA, 
you know, nylon can have really good benefits as well. Like uh, a nylon string on a baritone tune GCEA instead of DGBE. Yeah. That string, if you tune it up gradually rather than just yank it up to pitch and hope for the best, that string will, like a rubber band, it will find its place and it will stay there. And uh, I think that you can make a nylon string last quite a bit longer than a fluorocarbon string if you're using it for a bit of a strange um, application. Like I, I spend a lot of time making custom sets for customers, kind of weird and wonderful ukulele curiosities. And uh, yeah, I, I find nylon is the best material to to work with them. Right. Well, that's really interesting. I, I think I, I don't delve that deep into strings, but it's really interesting to hear some of uh, what the actual difference is between them yeah oh well there's a really good guide actually um the, i'm sorry to waffle on but you know if you want me to talk about strings once i start i can't stop <laughs> that's kind of why you're here so that's really good <laughs> oh good well if you imagine you've got like one end of the scale to the other and you want to figure out what strings best for your ukulele so if you're a listener listening to this now and you are thinking about buying a new set of strings if you strum your uke and you get a sound that you like, but you're thinking, oh, do you know what? I'd like this to sound mellower or brighter or maybe have a bit more tension or a bit more sustain. The handy way of looking at it is black nylon is the most mellow string that you can get. Right. A black nylon string has a kind of Hawaiian sound to it. If you if you see people selling strings known as Hawaiian ukulele strings, yep. they're quite often black nylon because it has that kind of sleepy um real warmth to it at the opposite end of the scale if you want the brightest string possible you would use fluorocarbon because where it's a bit more rigid and uh, when you pull it up to tension there's more resistance you get more kind of attack and snap when you strum a string a clear fluorocarbon string will have more sustain it will be louder and that's i i think comes back into what i said about the tone wood situation you know, if you've got a string that challenges the wood you know, something that's that's trying to get the most out of your instrument i you know that's the best bet and there's a massive spectrum in the middle if you put a quila right in the middle they are somewhat a customer once said this to me and i don't know if it's a regular term or no like they said it's it's mummy's porridge it's not mellow it's not bright but a quila manages to tick all of the boxes by being good at all of them without being the best yeah yeah and i think that's kind of why why they're on so many ukuleles isn't it they're they're a fairly safe pair of hands yeah, the the problem with aquila and ukulele strings in general, and it's something that not many people have noticed or talked about too much. I've seen online, is the illusion of choice. You've probably only got yeah, speculating slightly, but you've probably only got five or six manufacturers in the world making ukulele strings, and aquila and Daddario are probably the biggest. Uh, Daddario make strings for so many companies um so many companies that you know need something but maybe in a limited number if you get a brand like i don't, I don't want to use Tadari as an example but if you take a brand like um eastman uh, a company that make their instruments out in the far east but they have a kind of really high you know us and european presence they might say to Tadario, okay i would like um i'd like you to make us some strings you know, we'll put them out and they'll have slightly different gauges to, to Daddario strings, but they'll still be Daddario strings in the packet. Oh, wow. I didn't know didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
I've um, actually got I've got quite an interesting story about uh, Aquila. Go on. So um, it's probably about a year ago. I was doing some research. I wanted to buy some more, and I, I was looking on I think Amazon or somewhere like that. And then I thought I don't know whether these are going to be fake or not. And I ended up reading this thing that Aquila at one point made their strings glow in the dark because there were so many copies out there. <laughs> um, so I actually emailed Aquila and said, is, is this actually true? Do you still do this? And they emailed me back and said, um, what you need to do is interview Mimo, the guy that effectively owns Aquila, and uh, it, he'll, he'll explain it all to you. And I thought, I, I didn't really want to talk to the boss. I just wondered whether it was... Uh, <laughs> whether it was a thing. And, and they said, actually, his, his English is not great because um, obviously Italian's his first language. And I'm kind of sat wondering why he wants to talk to me. He thought I was from ukulele mag. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know how, but that's what happened. <laughs> Lost in translation. Yeah. yeah so... and Mimo is like a mad professor. He's great. And um, yeah, he's great. And he, like anyone who creates good things, he tends to be just a bit crazy with it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's a great story. I didn't well, know so, that. yeah, I, I politely declined it, more out of not wanting to waste his time than anything. Well, you didn't really fancy learning Italian that way. No, no, not that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I've, I've actually spoken to Mimo before and um, I met a few people from Aquila. And I not that long ago, I did a a video on the Southern Ukulele Store YouTube channel where I talked in depth about strings um, because it's the most common question I get. I get asked more about strings than I do instruments. So, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so I did I did a 20-minute video all about Aquila. And Mimo contacted me and uh, sent me an email saying, I really liked your video, what I could understand of it. He said he didn't really understand my accent, which is true. Because... <laughs> I've got quite a quite a common Southern UK accent, and you know it's some people just don't quite get that all the time. And even though I at times I probably wasn't that complimentary about Aquila, I think he you know he acknowledged in his email that they were all valid points. And he sent me a parcel about a week later, which I I've got here, which has about fifteen sets of ukulele strings in that are all um, numbered because he's constantly tinkering with his formula, oh, trying wow. to find ways of improving it so the the kind of main thing that aquila got bad press for a few years back were the aquila reds which yeah launched, yeah an awful yeah, lot of bad you, press you know about those say. yeah they break which is true and imagine being a shop <laughs> that has to put on the listing please note these strings may break when you put them on your ukulele <laughs> yeah please don't ring us and have a go at us we didn't make them i've had to find a way of delicately putting that over the years and um you know that that press and the, the strings have improved but i swear like aquila reds are just allergic to certain instruments you know like they just they always break on ponos they always break on canaleas it's like i can i could make a list and if a customer rang me and said i have this will it work I, i'd know that i was going to get a call from them the next day I actually did want to try some, but I read so many, so many instances of them having snapped. I thought, I don't really want to take the strings off my ukulele to put some on that are going to snap. No, well, Mimo has sent me about five sets of Aquila Reds, and I haven't tried any of them yet. because I, uh, It's the Christmas periods when I'm the most busy, and if someone's gone to the trouble of sending me a lot of samples, I want to give them give them the right amount of time, you know, and the right amount of feedback. And uh, if anyone else out there wants to send me three things 
you know I'd love to critique it and I'll be as complimentary as I can be um I'm sure the Aquila Reds will they will get to a point where that problem doesn't happen anymore but I worry for them that after five six years you know that part of their brand is probably a bit damaged yeah I think so they probably have to rename them now I would imagine yeah but yeah but then if they're still red it's like the the thing the USP the unique selling point of it is is that they're red some people love that um yeah it's a strange one like different aquilas you know the the sugar strings are really popular as well and they're a they're a fluorocarbon string aquila obviously knew that they were missing out by not doing a fluorocarbon string and they uh, kind of got to work and made their own using sugarcane extract which is a really cool idea yeah that is really cool um and they're good strings i highly recommend if you are going to change your string soon dave try them well that's i think that's the goal for this podcast you've got to get me to go away and actually bother to change my strings well, I, yeah, I can't, I don't know you that well, but from the, you know, 10 minutes we've been on the phone, I can tell that you're not going to go and change your string. So. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I, I actually think I'm, I've started to play the first ukulele I bought more than any other ukulele. And it's, it, it isn't a particularly expensive one. It's a, uh, it's a PV Jack Daniels one. Yeah. And it, it's a concert ukulele. And I, I went in the shop, didn't know what I was buying. Didn't know there was a concert scale, didn't know a single chord. Uh, it, it's it's okay and I, I i genuinely don't think i've ever changed the strings on that it's about three years old so i will do that one i will do that one i'll tell you what it's actually older than that because i remember when you emailed me at the end of 2014 and uh and told me about that ukulele and you'd set your review site up and uh, that was four years ago oh is so it four years wow four years those strings they're gonna have rings around them like <laughs> <laughs> well i mean I, the thing is i came from a I, I mean i've always been a mediocre guitar player but when and usually electric but it, it doesn't really matter when you play guitar and the strings are bad they hurt your fingers yeah okay um and you know when you fit when it's actually cutting your fingers and making them bleed that's that's kind of when my guitar guitar strings change yeah yeah no fair point with the ukulele though there are there are telltale signs so if you if you use a quila like that pv jack daniels probably has a quila on it yeah there are there are reasons to change it um you know like, like something like that would benefit from a new set of strings probably once a year because if you run your finger up the length uh, how do i explain it so for anyone out there can actually do this and it'd be helpful if you pinch the string right by the bridge right by the bottom and then run it up the length of the neck going past the sound hole and past all the frets yeah when you get to the frets near the top near the nut you're going to find that old strings have little like really small dents in the string okay. if you every time you feel one of those dents that's shorten the length of the string that is just wearing the string out. And what you're going to find is that notes that should be in tune, like say you're playing C and you literally need to fret one string on the third fret, you need to fret that A string. It's going to, it, I, and I hope that if you didn't notice it before, you go away and you play your ukulele and you go, oh, actually, do you know what? Even though I'm playing perfectly in tune and my tuner says I'm right, this isn't right. I'm going to do that then. I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, I, that does happen sometimes. I have yeah. actually, I have actually had, I mean, I, I have a, Weirdly, I, I'm better at collecting ukuleles than I am actually playing them now, which is it's not a great thing to, to be, but it does happen. Isn't that uh, how everyone feels? Like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, th- and there's been some, and I'll put them in tune, and I'll strum, and I'll think, that's just not right. It's not right. Yeah, it's a proper setup and fresh strings every now and again is so important. 
I did. I, I did actually. There's, there was one. I bought a Bruco number five. Um, this is going back maybe a couple of years now, and it was a it was a beautiful instrument. And I, I actually switched them to Worth Brown. I can't remember what, what were on that when I bought it. And um, I really like those strings. I hated the ukulele. Um, in, in actually, now I've sold it. I actually wish I had it back, but um, yeah, that's, that's a, weird, aren't they? They're a bit addictive, Brucos. I. It, it was a really beautiful sound in ukulele. I just found it incredibly difficult to play. Yeah, yeah. They maybe it just needed a good setup. You know, next time well, you have a ukulele that's difficult to play. You know, maybe give me a call or go into your local music shop. Or well, that's the thing with the, the Bruco is is the bridge is it's just one piece of wood, isn't it? All the the a bridge and saddle. So I, there's not an awful lot you can do. I don't think. Well, yeah, but you. You still you can still work with the bridge. You could compensate the bridge, even if it's one piece. You can still compensate it. So I know I know that you own a number of ukuleles, or certainly you have access to. You've got access to a lot. I've, yeah. I was I was doing the virtual tour on on your site the other day. There's so many in the shop. Um, what's the ukulele that you play the most? Okay, um, I've owned a lot of ukuleles. My the ukulele I play the most is an Imua which is a Hawaiian brand. Uh, I picked it up probably about two and a half years ago. Uh, it's a concert size. I'd always played tenors. You know, if you name a brand, I've probably owned, owned a uke by them. Um, I'm a bit, I, I, I have a short attention span with musical instruments. And, I, and because I deal with them every day, if I see a special one, I just want to keep it for myself. And yeah, know, yeah. I do tend to chop and change quite quickly. But uh, my Imua, and that has a spruce top with coa back and sides. It's also a satin finish. Um, and the tone's great. Uh, I've just started recording a ukulele album after all these years of playing uke. And it sticks out like a sore thumb how good that ukulele is. And it's sad because by the time you probably edit and put this podcast up, I'll have changed my mind and I'll be in love with something else. <laughs> I'm that fickle. But I, I actually sold that instrument to a regular customer of mine. And then about six months later, I just asked him if I could buy it back because I regretted it so much. Oh, so, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And uh, he was looking at trying trying to get something particularly special. So he was up for, up for a deal. And uh, yeah, I bought it back for more than I sold it to him. Oh, well, you must but, have really loved it then some musical instruments are as much as they're only wood you know i that's my favorite thing about music is you know, it's something to you you can use to express yourself tell us about your band a little bit then alex um i play uh, i do a couple of different bands um i do an original band which is uh, kind of like modern motown music which i don't play a great deal of ukulele in uh, it's called alex beds and the tape delays and that's got a bit of brass and keys um, two of the people I work with here at the Southern Ukulele Store actually play in, in that band with me. Um, I do a, a, I'm just, just starting now a ukulele-specific band. I've kind of got a working title for that band called The Slow Tones, but it's very early progress. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and the, um, the final band I'm in is a band called Gentleman Groove, uh, which is just a wedding band, it's a fun- function band, and... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like playing the first dance this week, uh, this weekend, where I've kind of had to learn a tune on the ukulele, and I tend to incorporate quite a bit. But most of my work with the ukulele is uh, restaurants. I play most weeks. I'm doing a restaurant on a Friday night or a Thursday night, and I do kind of a couple of hours on the uke. Where do you find the time for all that? I don't. Hence why we're recording this at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> by the time it is on a Tuesday. 
What about yourself? Do you play any bands? No, I am I'm entirely a bedroom fanatic. Me, um, I never ever play anywhere but at home. Ah, oh, see, at least you're doing it for fun. I do. It for <laughs> yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I, well, as you're such a busy man, Alex, um, I won't keep you any longer. Huge thanks for coming on and giving us loads of insight into strings. Really appreciate that. Oh, no, I've had loads of fun. I'm really glad you invited me on. Uh, I hope someone listening to this goes away having kind of, if not learnt something, then they've at least kind of got some thoughts about what they might want to do next with their uke. And yeah, even aside from strings, I just, I really hope that if you've got a ukulele out there that, that you feel like something's not quite right with it, that you don't just sell it and that you take the time to kind of work with your local music shop yeah anyone's got any questions out there give me an email my email address is alex at ukulele.co.uk brilliant huge thanks for your time alex oh thanks for having me on take care thanks a lot thanks for listening everyone goodbye